أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين yesterday we had discussed alhamdulillah rabbil alamin and in this was the mention that if a person understands the reality of what is being expressed in alhamdulillah you know the one side this is something that eradicates shirk and likewise it eradicates ujb vanity person thinking great of himself thinking of things as his own achievements so just to elaborate a little on this aspect of ujb because this is the purpose of our learning these lessons is that we understand what this all is all about and how detrimental these maladies of the heart are and we make an effort to cleanse ourselves out of all these maladies because these are things that then destroy a person so ujb one is what is very commonly known that is pride pride is one step beyond ujb but ujb becomes the stepping stone to pride in pride a person looks down upon others feels others to be lowly or below him that he is better in relation to somebody else and in ujb it's not related to anybody else this is within himself that i everybody else might be whatever they are everybody else is excellent they all great but i am also not behind anybody i am also somebody i am also person of some achievement of excellence so this becomes the stepping stone to then a person developing takabbur and pride first he starts thinking great of himself and then he starts looking down upon others as well and therefore a person who is mutaajjib he is afflicted with the malady of ujb this vanity thinking great about himself such a person cannot get rid of pride from him either because till this foundation is not removed that building of pride will remain and in the quran sharif allah taala has highlighted how dangerous this ujb is that let alone it in a very uh where a person really takes his ujb to heart even some words of ujb how dangerous this can become the quran sharif allah taala mentions the incident of hunain allah taala says laqad nasarakum allah fi mawatin kathirati wa yawm hunain allah taala helped you according to the sahaba ikram allah helped you in many many places many battles many occasions where you overcame the enemy 
Allah helped you even on the occasion of Hunain. Now the battle of Hunain this took place after the conquest of Makkah Mukarramah and on that occasion there was a very huge army that accompanied Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam apart from those who had come for the conquest of Makkah many people had accepted Islam at that time after Makkah Mukarramah was conquered many accepted Islam on that occasion now many of these new people also joined in so they were completely new they had just come into Islam and now when this army marched towards Hunain it was an army some say 10,000 some 12,000 so 12,000 sahaba were now marching towards Hunain and some people began to ponder over the number that once upon a time there was that battle of badr and on the occasion of badr the muslims were 313 and the enemy was 1000 strong the 313 had no real equipment hardly anything at their disposal a small number barely a few swords among themselves few horses few camels the rest of them were just on foot and they had no weapons either and despite that they routed the enemy of a thousand strong fully armed so today today we are three times the number of the enemy when we are triple the enemy so what chance they got against us now the entire attention went towards the numbers and some kind of contentment overconfidence came onto the numbers and feeling that we are something because of our numbers our numbers are now formidable nobody can overcome us due to this number so allah taala mentioned specifically this in the quran sharif allah taala mentioned the occasion of hunain wa yawm hunain is a'jabatkum kasratukum when your numbers put you in ujb you became very proud over your number that we are now 12000 strong where are we going to be defeated by anybody on this day so what was the outcome falam tughni ankum shay'a it didn't help you one bit ladala says your numbers didn't come to your help one bit there's many details about what actually happened on the occasion of hunain but initially initially the sahaba were suddenly uh, attacked from two sides of a mountain they didn't realize that the enemy were all hiding in the mountain from both sides and as they were crossing this valley and from both sides suddenly they were rained upon with arrows as a result of which they ended up moving back and there was a lot of confusion and even it came to a time when just nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam and just some sahaba were left with him around him and the others were all taking cover and then gradually everybody came back nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam took a handful of pebbles or sand and he threw it in the direction of the enemy so after much happened in between and allah taala caused that dust and sand to get into the eyes of all the enemies and they dispersed and then allah taala eventually gave the believers again the upper hand but for that period of time in between this became a very difficult moment allah taala is reminding about that that you thought you had very great numbers what happened the numbers weight went to what benefit your numbers brought 
any situation there is nothing more effective in gaining help than complete humility than a person bringing this ajz in kisari humbles himself i'm nobody i'm nothing i'm totally dependent on allah taala's help as soon as a person starts applying his mind my my understanding my expertise he starts off on that note obviously he's going to have to make an effort for whatever has to be done he's going to have to apply himself but when he starts off on that note i'll sort it out this is all just child's play for me all a piece of cake this is no issue all these kind of statements where we forget allah taala and speak all this and when it starts becoming about me and i and i can do it and i am somebody then that is the sure way of losing the help of allah taala and losing everything and when a person humbles himself any issue he first turns to allah taala allah i totally incapable of doing anything unless your help is with me unless your assistance comes i am totally without the ability to do anything at all allah whatever has happened in the past also has been purely on the basis of your help allah you made it happen therefore it happened had it not been your help nothing would have happened reaffirming that acknowledging one's weakness acknowledging allah taala's help that is the sure way of drawing the help of allah taala but as soon as a person starts turning his attention to himself it's me and this is the issue about the person with ujb that because the attention is towards himself it's me and i and i know it and i've done this a dozen times this is all i can sort all this out so the entire attention comes towards himself so he becomes blinded towards any good that anybody else can offer he won't take any advice even if he just has to hear it out of just having to force himself to keep quiet but he will dismiss it in his mind immediately that urge becomes a barrier from taking advice from others somebody might be giving some very good advice some very practical advice but i don't need to hear anything from anybody i know it all so why should i be now listening to what somebody else is saying so out of just being forced to listen to it might listen to it but will not take that advice the person who is filled with ujb he will not be able to ever see his own faults because he's too consumed with thinking good about himself so when he's thinking good about himself he is not prepared to accept that he can perhaps be wrong he is not prepared to accept that he could be doing something incorrectly that maybe okay it's fine to a point but there is some deficiency in something somebody else what their input is could improve the matter he is too consumed with worrying about how good he is and therefore he will not be able to see his faults he will not be able to see his weaknesses because he is thinking there's nobody like him and he is perfect so he cannot see his faults he is not prepared to then accept his faults somebody highlight something that look this you should change then even if he is forced to listen to it at that time but he will not be able to make the change reason urge becomes a barrier and a person with urge is often he is looking at the faults of others while on the one side his own faults 
this is he is blinded to it and if he does get to know of some faults he'll very quickly forget about it too if he does realize something is a problem on his end that too will very quickly just fizzle out and he'll forget about it won't remember that this was highlighted to me or I realized it myself but he will be very quick at seeing the faults of others so this is the very dangerous situation of Ujb apart from many many other things that it becomes a reason for many other problems that it causes in his life and the things that it becomes a means of getting him deprived from all the good that he becomes deprived of as a result of Ujb so this is a very serious malady the ilaj of this Ujb is also in the very word Alhamdulillah that is the ilaj that is the treatment and the remedy how is this the remedy? that what is being said in Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah all praise is due to Allah Ta'ala so when all praise is due to Allah Ta'ala so as mentioned yesterday if that frame and that picture on the wall starts boasting about himself then it will be a big joke and it will be laughable that where did this painting start boasting about itself where it came on the wall from that's the achievement of the artist what did the painting do painting has got no input in it at all so likewise when a person has understood and acknowledged alhamdulillah all praise is due to Allah Ta'ala alone so who am I what basis have I got to make any claims for myself to think any good about myself so the issue is to the extent that he develops this consciousness and alhamdulillah is an expression of shukr what it brings us to that a person who has immersed himself in shukar and the reality of shukar such a person will be cleansed of ujb ujb won't come close to him then because in shukar he is directing everything to Allah Ta'ala all this is purely your grace therefore all gratitude is due to you all shukar due to you all praise due to you Allahumma la nufsi thana'an alayk anta kama asnayta ala nafsik Ya Allah, we can never encompass your praises. You are as you have praised yourself. Anything and everything that has been blessed to us is purely your grace, is your bounty. So to the extent after everything that a person truly makes shukar, then that shukar will remove this pride and remove this ujb. And if a person neglects that shukar, he becomes unmindful of this gratitude to Allah Ta'ala, then this will start seeping in. It'll start creeping in. It'll creep in sometimes on things that are not even voluntary. This ujb happens sometimes on things that are involuntary, sometimes things that are in a to a degree voluntary. Involuntary, for example, it might be things that Allah Ta'ala has blessed somebody with, which are not even in his control. It might be something to do with a person's beauty, strength, his mental ability, his IQ, acumen, whatever things of this nature which are beyond his own volition as well, beyond his control, it's something purely Allah Ta'ala blessed him with. Now he's becoming proud over it, he's thinking great about himself based on this. So the ilaj and the remedy for this is to ponder that just as this came without my any choice in it, it was purely Allah's grace, this can even go in a moment and it has happened to people that it went in a moment 
something or the other, Allah save us and protect us. But just as it came without anything from the person side himself, it can likewise go in a moment too. Whatever can happen, person can suffer some illness and suddenly he suffered a memory loss, forgotten everything. People forgot their own name. They forgot everything, forgot their own name also. Allah Ta'ala sometimes manifests His Qudrat, Allah Ta'ala save us and protect us and grant afia to one and all. But these are things to take an ibrat from, a lesson from. Person was very proud over his external beauty, appearance, something happened, some accident, whatever, Allah forbid, person got disfigured. Now, what are we going to boast about? What are we going to feel proud over? And sometimes it's on things which a person feels he has done. Person earned some wealth, so now that wealth Allah Ta'ala blessed him with, that's Allah Ta'ala's grace, feels my earning. Innama utituhu ala ilmin indi. When Karun, Karun was told, make shukr to Allah Ta'ala. All this is Allah Ta'ala's blessing. Why don't you turn to Allah Ta'ala in gratitude? So his response, Innama utituhu ala ilmin indi. What are you talking about? It's all my expertise, my knowledge, my hard work. I earned this. So because there was some outward involvement from himself with the blessing of Allah Ta'ala because that hand movement that he did something with who gave him that ability to move that hand and if Allah wills and that hand became paralyzed at that moment what hand is going to move and it was his running back and forth that did it so who gave him that strength and that ability to run back and forth if Allah Ta'ala crippled him at that moment where is he going to run to and if he thought, no, it's my mind, I applied my mind. Very often this is a statement that we make. One is to just say, well, I thought about it. But if it is in a level of some pride, then that mind, I applied my mind as if it was something that our own, we created that mind. And it's our uh, control over that mind that is functioning. And that mind is purely in the control of Allah Ta'ala. One, some, one nerve just moves left to right. Sometimes some things just get, they say no, some things just got crossed, they don't know how it happened. As a result of which he lost his mind. Person was fit, healthy and thinking person, and now say, well, he just, everything's gone haywire, something just, bump, person bumped his head somewhere, says now that had an effect, an impact, and everything went haywire. Person, something else happened, and he can't now think anything straight. So all this too, which he thought he's doing, is entirely Allah Ta'ala's grace. So to the extent that a person acknowledges this, he understands it, and he keeps making shukr for everything, turning everything to where it has come from, to its source, to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, you alone are the one that has granted it. And he makes deep shukr, then this will keep that ujb out. So whatever it might be, he's becoming proud over wealth, then that wealth, who granted it? And how often has it happened that Something or the other wiped everything out. Allah Ta'ala save us and protect us, keep us in afiyat. Allah Ta'ala save us from trials and tribulations and tests. But at the same time, this is something to take a lesson from. Something to always bear in mind and take a lesson from. Sometimes all that wealth is there. Wealth hasn't gone anywhere. And that wealth is as helpless as him. The lessons we learned 
we should ask for afiyat for it, from it and we should never ever forget the lesson either when the time when the riots took place and the looting etc those lessons should never be forgotten those lessons of people standing in long queues waiting for a loaf of bread and among them people who could have probably afforded to buy bakeries but the person who could afford to buy a bakery also had to stand for a handout of a loaf of bread his wealth didn't go anywhere his wealth was still there but was as helpless as him couldn't get him one loaf of bread he had to stand for a handout somewhere so then where did everything go what was me and i and my wealth and my power and my position and my status and whatever else Allah Ta'ala save us from all these trials and tribulations and these tests but at the same time that lesson must never be forgotten that it's nobody and nothing it's everything purely from the grace of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala so to the extent that a person humbles himself and he truly believes I'm nobody and nothing that is the effective way and the sure way of drawing down the help of Allah Ta'ala and as soon as a person feels I can do it I'm it I have done it and it's my ability then that's the sure way of losing Allah Ta'ala's help and destroying whatever the good is, whatever the benefit of the amal is also all that will get destroyed so this is a very very important lesson that we should take from here Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen in this as we mentioned that this is an expression of shukr but this too is an Allah Ta'ala's special grace Allah Ta'ala granted it Allah Ta'ala is the giver Allah is the provider Allah Ta'ala says nevertheless you make shukr, I'll increase it. La in shakartum la azidannakum. Not just the lip service of shukr, but the reality of shukr. Allah Ta'ala is the giver, so that bounty of Allah Ta'ala is now used in a way that Allah is pleased with. That is the reality of shukr. That is the amali shukr. And that a person now, he submits himself to the benefactor, to the giver. Allah gave it. So now he becomes subservient to Allah Ta'ala, he becomes obedient to Allah Ta'ala, that is the reality of shukr. So he must express the shukr also, verbally express it, he must feel deep down in his heart that I don't deserve this in any way, I am not deserving of it. This is not because I deserved it. The aspect of feeling I deserved it, that too is contrary to the reality of shukr. So feeling in the heart the reality that I didn't deserve anything but despite not being deserving Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy and kindness so Allah Ta'ala granted it. And then the reality and the amali shukr that then a person now becomes more deeper in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala says la in shakartum la azidannakum if you have fulfilled the shukr I will increase my bounties and my na'mads. So Allah Ta'ala is giving us this very very important and deep lesson right at the beginning of Surah Al-Fatiha and all this is just merely touching the surface not even touching the surface the depth of the Quran Sharif who can really get to the depth but whatever has been uh, Allah Ta'ala endowed on the hearts of the Muhaddithin, the Mufassirin the Ulama and what they have elaborated, what they have explained this is from their explanations just also less than a drop in the ocean what Allah Ta'ala opened out on their hearts and what they have explained and elaborated in the tafasir, this too is less than a drop in the ocean from that. So what is the depth of the Quran Sharif where we will ever be able to fathom? But whatever lessons we have learned from this, 
This is what we should be taking to heart and applying this in our lives. So this very, very important lesson of shukr. The lesson of shukr, just to finish off on one more point on this, that as many times discussed, many a person finds himself sometimes overwhelmed and as a result of getting overwhelmed with circumstances, with some situations, some difficulties sometimes, challenges, that overwhelming feeling starts drawing a person down and gradually people start becoming depressed and becoming uh, despondent in life and whatever else. But if a person is immersed in shukr, regardless of what challenges might be around a person, what kind of difficulties and hardships sometimes might be in a person's way, but there's always countless things to still be grateful for. There's always countless things to still be grateful for. So while a challenge is a challenge that requires sabr, but if a person brings alive simultaneously shukar in his life, he'll feel the pain of the difficulty, but he'll never become overwhelmed because that shukar will be so strong against that feeling of despondency. That shukar, when it's there in reality, that will become a wall against depression. That will become the very strong barrier from that despondency creeping in. So to bring that shukar alive and to keep very deeply making shukar, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal, and to keep expressing the hamd and the praises of Allah wa ta'ala, this has a tremendous impact on the heart and it strengthens and fortifies the heart and despite insan being insan, he'll feel pain, he'll feel grief, he'll feel whatever others feel, but he'll never get overwhelmed. Allah give us the tawfiq. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين